0: Hey, Joe, we've got this going. We've yeah. figured check, it check. out. M- check, Maybe. Check, Maybe. Like check. Mm-hmm. We don't Hello? know. Crickets. Crickets. Can't hear you. Nick, we can't hear you. Nick. Nick,
1: are you there? Steve, are you can you can I'm not ready again? to
0: joke about it yet. This oh. <laughs> is basically oh, where really? I'm at. Oh, no. No. Joe's not ready to joke
1: about something? Joe, can you please <laughs> fiddle with every dial up on your board? Please. Uh, so, I don't hear the ringing anymore. What's wrong? Yeah.
2: What, <laughs> the buzzing in my ear. This will be really funny in one one episode from now okay Okay. well
0: this is the episode people got right now (laughs) (laughs) today we talk today it is the beginning of december and we are going to kick off michigan's ski season by talking to steve Kirschner from Shanny creek resorts he's going to talk to us a little bit about covid and skiing and what skiing is going to be like in michigan this winter it's the cold oatmeal podcast Uh, <laughs> Didn't your microphone break when were? No, well, I was an idiot and I
2: think I had something muted and wasn't paying attention. You okay? It's my allergies. <laughs> Literally I have COVID. No, I'm I
3: think- <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. i do not have COVID. Jimmy got tested to be sure.
2: You couldn't have I'm like <laughs> edited that better. <laughs>
1: Welcome to Cold Oatmeal, a podcast by the Rush Strategies team about PR and public affairs. Really.
4: I
0: was distracted staring at Joe's Cold Oatmeal. Yeah, well, it's you here. He's right got right it on yet. his It's, on it's, his it's always here. It's always here.
2: And by the way, the, the the ratio of like fruit to disgusting like 1 to 10. It's got some disgusting stuff and some fruit. Yeah, There's nothing disgusting. One part fruit. What's, what, what in there is disgusting? I don't even know what's in it, but it, it looks like cucumber mash and... Maybe a couple of chopped apples. Did you have Burger King for breakfast? What was your <laughs> <eyes>.
0: <laughs> Welcome back to the Cold Oatmeal Podcast. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Never have a good Thanksgiving? Yeah, it was great. Yeah,
1: I had way too much yep. food.
0: Sweet. Well, this is Matt Resch, owner of Resch Strategies, of the Resch Strategies team. Uh, we are a public affairs and a public relations firm headquartered in downtown Lansing, Michigan. Uh, you can find all of our episodes of this little podcast at reststrategies.com. dot uh, We are also on Twitter, on Facebook, Instagram at rest strategies, um, and all the podcast episodes are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Let's kick it off, just because we always we do have this little Twitter account for the for the podcast. Mm, at yes, Polo I believe Pod. so. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, we have some polls there. Let's check out those. Actually, before we do, I prefer, I'm. I'm all out of whack. We're doing this in different... <laughs> Joe screwed up everything on the technology yeah, side. Yeah, I did. I'm I did. Of whack. We're all out of whack. I forgot <laughs> to introduce people. No. Nikki, why don't you get started? Oh, who, okay. who
1: are you? Hi. I'm Nikki O'Mara. Nikki O'Mara. Carly Buell.
0: And our technician... Joe Beshi, but just ignore me today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> no <Nope>. problem.
0: Thanks, team. <laughs> <clears throat> Stephanie and Nick are not with us. And hey, exciting news. Huh? Laura is back.
1: Yeah. She's back.
0: She's not here. Back no, on
1: Facebook, but...
0: She is back. Marketplace. <laughs> yeah, selling her stuff. I'm selling her stuff on Yeah, I was like, what do you
1: mean, back on Facebook? <laughs> Forgot the Marketplace. Yes, part. no,
0: Billy Beal is old enough for Laura to go back to work. That's right. So she is back off maternity leave, and she will probably be joining us here at some point in the near future.
1: Be great. Maybe. Welcome back.
0: Okay. So Twitter poll, what does it we say? We got one. We at got cold one. Oatmeal pod.
1: It says, if everything you ate and drank for the rest of your life could only be served either hot or cold, which would you pick? All hot or all cold?
0: This is a great Thanksgiving question.
1: Mm-hmm. I think it's legit. Shall we go around the room here and and talk about what we would do before I do the answers, Joe? Yeah, yeah. So but come
2: to come to me. I want to think about it for a second because you guys gave Why? us stuff. Because we about. Okay. haven't had four hours to do.
1: It. I've been busy with <laughs> other stuff. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, <laughs> I would definitely pick cold. Because- I with
0: Carly. I think I would go cold only because I think that. Not being able to have a cold glass of water
2: at some point would just be would be rough. Where does room temperature water fit into this? Like I pour this like this mm. water bottle that I filled up six exist. hours ago. The it's either hot, or hot or it doesn't cold. exist in the okay, universe. Okay, so it's tea or ice water. Yeah. Yes. Okay. God. Because of that, I will go cold because I have to have this, but I think
1: take, cold take, sodium, take water
2: out of it. I'm doing hot all day. I don't think it's even like a... Yeah, deba- I think I What agree. else are you going to eat? A s- sandwich and a cup of water? Like, what are your, what are your cold options? Cold oatmeal. Your, it's like, going to have to be
1: hot oatmeal. I
2: can find something else. That's vegetables.
1: Fine. Some fruit. <laughs> hot fruit. <laughs> ice cream. Oh cold. Yeah, yeah,
2: all the ice cream I eat, I'd I'd really miss I'm it. I'm
1: like talking about myself. Thank you. <laughs> but maybe like like my iced coffee. Yeah, I, do I could like ice not have that. So that is everyone here really cold sad. then? No, I think I'm still. I think I would go with hot food. Really? I think so. I think all of my favorite stuff is hot.
2: Yeah, I so, agree.
1: But then I wouldn't want to drink a hot beverage with it.
2: You don't drink water the way I do, so, do you? Like that's just not a as big. I a deal. need water to live. Like I know, but do. like, how do you drink? water? How do you drink different? water? <laughs> <laughs> like in excessive watch quantities. Me guzzle water, <laughs> like. Okay. I don't know that Nikki's doing that all day. There's
1: two water bottles in this room with him. I don't carry it around with me everywhere like you that's important.
2: (laughs) So what do the people say, Nikki? Okay.
1: So (laughs) seventy one percent said all hot and twenty nine percent said all cold.
2: I think the water of whoever runs the poll, I think the water thing needs to be in there because if that's in there, I think that changes a little bit. Probably. That's what I think. Okay.
0: Well, the cold thing, I think, is a good transition to our topic today.
1: Mm.
0: We're going to talk about skiing. Nikki, you ski. I do ski. Mm-hmm. Carly, you? I've attempted. You've attempted.
1: Okay. You.
2: Joe? Never, not once. you cross-country ski? I've cross-country skied, skiing? but no, I've never not gone downhill. like downhill skiing, no. Which is so annoying because my dad is from Traverse City and like like skied to school. They were like, raised on skis, so it's like, That's why didn't weird. we ever go? Like, what the hell, dad?
1: <laughs> we had like a field trip. And when I was in fifth we grade and we like that. all had to ski. That sounds like an awesome field trip. Yeah, it was yeah. awesome. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. I learned, we learned like five years ago our family. Once we figured out we were stuck here in Michigan for, for the long haul, stuck. we had to figure out something to do in the winter. So we all just took some family lessons for a couple of years and figured it out.
1: Yeah. I never went skiing growing up. Just Robert and I decided to go yeah. 10 years ago or something.
0: So the ski resorts, like everything, have had some major things to overcome during covid they shut down shortly shortly after covid came out in march and so we are going to talk to steve Kirshner, who is the director of winter sports at Shanny creek resorts up in bel-air michigan um been there for 25 years he's going to talk to us a little bit about what they've been working on and how they're going to be ready for ski season this year and then after that uh, a ski dude a ski dude named Odie,
1: mm-hmm. is going to
0: talk to us about the video he's videos he makes for uh, the state promoting skiing so Steve Kirshner. Steve Kirshner, thanks so much for being with us. I appreciate you taking the time today. No worries. It's not like this isn't a busy, a busy time, right? Except you're
4: waiting for some snow. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's, it's always the prepping and planning stuff that, you know, summertime, it seems like got lots of time, lots of time, lots of time. Then all of a sudden it's November and no more time. So it's, it's the way I'm feeling.
0: Well, it's funny when you sent, when I, when we exchanged our emails about doing this and you finished your email with uh, it, it says you know your little signature and it says think snow
2: <laughs> and
0: I laughed because when I was in high school there was a, a junior ROTC professor at my high school who was German his name was major Bierbaum. and every once in a while he would do and I don't know why he would say this I think it was for snow days but he would he would do the, the morning announcements over the PA within this kind of very thick German accent and at the end he would always go Tink Snow.
2: <laughs> oh, so that's how you read I it saw, in his saw, email yes.
0: byline? So I saw your email, Steve, I immediately was trans- <laughs> transported back to high school
4: uh, when Major Beerbun was saying, Tink Snow. Oh, so yeah, it's nice. that, good. Well, my father actually uh, worked in the Highway Products Division for Dow Chemical, and Ice Melt was a big part of their business back then. And as a young, young elementary school kid, I always had stickers that said, "Think Snow, and they came from... From him and his division um trying to encourage snow so they could sell more ice melt so,
1: so what do you guys do when it's a year like this year and we don't have any snow yet and people are ready to ski
4: yeah so we i mean you know obviously any ski resort in michigan uh, has to rely on man-made snow so we you know just try to get every moment that we can once we hit kind of mid to late november we we take every chance that we get to make snow and fortunate us for us unlike cross-country ski areas possibly or snowmobiling that that we can make snow so so that's what we're doing and, and making snow when we can and waiting
0: so let me I want to I want to talk go back in time a little bit um, before we talk about this year's season and what we've got hopefully planned ahead if we can get some snow on the ground um, I want to talk about March when the state shut down and it was right before the Saint Patrick's Day weekend, which I think in Michigan is kind of like the kind of the, the official close of the ski season. It's like the big the big last weekend,
4: isn't it? Uh, yeah, for most resorts, you know, spring carnivals, Mardi Gras, uh, Irish weekends, yeah. Yeah. So what and, and we, we we missed out on that, right? Everything
0: was closed on that weekend. So as the person who's kind of heading up snow sports up there at at Shani Creek and, and Shush Mountain, what what was what were your thinking as the state shut down everything?
4: Well, um interestingly enough, the ski um ski industry kind of took it upon themselves to shut down prior to the state shutting down um pretty much universally across the state of Michigan over the course of the the 14th, 15th and 16th of um of March, um, ski areas took it upon themselves to close down. There there were starting to be some guidelines about um gatherings and um, but we had not been issued stay at homes or work from homes or anything. So, I, you know, I'm super proud to be part of the Michigan ski industry and super proud that we kind of proactively decided to shut down. And and it was just obviously there was a lot, a lot of unknowns, but um, we, um, you know, like you just said, see a lot of groups, see spectators watching a slush cup or a large group of people waiting to come down the hill in a, you know, a seal slide or a costume event. And um, we just knew that crowds were not a good thing with what we knew at the time. So, so what happened? Tough decision.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. So, so I, I guess I don't want to, I'm sure you guys lost out financially on a, on a good, good, weekend a profitable weekend that you would normally have but as far as the timing it probably you got most of the season in before things closed down um what happened next what was the spring the rest of the spring and summer like as you guys figured out okay let's we don't know what's going to happen but we want to make sure that we're going to be up and running again uh come this winter
4: well i think um again that what the ski industry in in michigan saw and nationally and again given that we had time we were able to be very proactive about what what we were going to do but um, as we saw mandates come down that that shut down inside dining or uh, limited capacities at you know fitness centers or uh, pools or things like that um, we kind of realized right away that we needed to kind of craft how we could open safely and present it whether it be to state government or the national ski areas association really led the charge on it um, to be ready so that we didn't get you know shut down not on our terms Um, we wanted to make sure that we could present how we were going to open safely and You know, we knew that state governments, um, any entities like the regulatory authorities, they didn't wanna hear how we were gonna get the economy going again or how we're gonna get people back to work. They wanted to know how we're gonna keep guests safe and how we're gonna keep employees safe. And so, um, collectively as a national industry and again, Michigan industry, we just started working toward how we could do that. You know, how we could open and, and provide skiing and snowboarding and do it safely.
0: So what's it gonna look like for people when they show up here once once the snow hits the ground in Michigan and we can go and do this? What's how are things gonna be different?
4: Yeah, so the the main thing, and like you say, it's a it's a national thing. Um and all the Michigan ski industries or ski areas um have adopted this too. We we held when you asked about what you know what we did, I mean that was our thinking, but we actually held um Zoom calls every Friday for um about probably three months leading up to um, this time of year and just shared ideas and how we could do it. And the biggest one that came out is that we are requiring, and this is nationally and again in the state, we're requiring face coverings when in lift lines and when riding lifts. So uh, in addition to any you know regulations or protocols that are, are being asked to take place indoors, Um, we thought that the best chance we had of opening safely outdoors was to require face coverings when you're in a lift line and when you're riding on a lift, when you're coming down the hill, skiing and snowboarding, fine to have them off, but, um, face coverings is kind of key to, uh, to how we can think we can keep this safe.
1: So is that, that's like your regular gaiters or a scarf or a mask that can be
4: qualified? So, yeah, again, I mean, you I'm using the term and we are encouraging it everywhere. It's it's face coverings, not face masks. And right. um, whether it's the gaiter that, you know, you pull up over, over your face and nose, the, the buff, um, the little thinner buff material, the balaclavas that some people wear that go over your entire head and cover your face, um, just any type of face covering that will cover your nose and mouth.
0: How are you handling... Uh, Ski the the chairs, the lifts themselves. As far as, especially some some resorts have you know four seaters, um, you know some are two seaters. But are you letting families mix um, or people mix who don't know each other? How's that work?
4: So we are encouraging if you arrive together, ride together, and that happens with a lot of the skiing public. You know, you you come with your family, you come with your best friend, you come with your significant other. I mean, there is a lot of not a lot of solo skiers out there. So if you arrive together, ride together. Um, We will put two strangers on a four person chair on opposite sides. Uh, I mean, it might might not be quite six feet of spacing. But again, we're we're asking that you have face coverings on. And we will no longer force people to ride with strangers, if you will. I mean, skiers and snowboarders know on busy days quite often somebody's working the lines and saying you two pair up with you two and head up and you're a triple you single join them and head up Um, that will not happen this year so um, potentially it's going to make on a busy day make the lift lines a little longer if we're not getting four person on four people on every four person chair but um, it's how we think we can do it safely. I gotta say that's
0: going to be a hard thing for me and my family because our ten-year-old, I very often like to try to stick on chairs with strangers because he <laughs> he, he comes down the hill and and get, gets his list of grievances of all the things that went wrong as he's coming down the hill and then gets in the chair and just yells at people, <laughs> he yells at us the <laughs> whole way back up. Uh, I'm like, just enjoy yourself, or I'm gonna, or you can ride with somebody else. So
4: I, yeah, well, and it is <laughs> such a it's such a big part. I mean, I I gotta believe there have been romances that have been kindled by riding singles with somebody else and you know, business relationships struck up and it's, it's a big part. Our, our sport's a very social sport. So then that's a big part of it. So.
1: I don't know. Does Shandy Creek have a cafeteria or anything? I actually haven't been there, unfortunately, but you do. Okay. So I'm, is that closed? Are you going to be able to have hot chocolate or anything like that for people after they go skiing?
4: Yeah, well, it's, I mean, obviously the, the rules. And regulations and protocols change all the time. Currently right. in our state, we're under a no inside dining situation. Mm-hmm. So until we get to December eighth and see what happens when that is um that Department of Health and Human Services issue is supposed to expire, um, we don't know. What we've done at Chanty Creek to prepare for whether it's reduced capacity or you know, some type of limitations um we repurposed a a kind of a storage pole building into a open air facility that you could go into um to get warm or to you know possibly eat some food to go we put in to go windows in our main skiers cafeteria and have an app for your phone that you can actually order your food off your phone and ski by the to-go window and pick up food to go you, you don't have to go inside Um, our COO and general manager right now is on his way back from, uh, flying out to pick up a food truck and (laughs) we will have a food truck at our, our main large parking lot. Um, we're going to have a food truck, uh, called base camp that will, um, again, you'll be able to go up there and get food to go. And, um, there's going to be probably a lot more car time, um, than in the past, um, ski area down in Arizona had on their web page a lot this summer was, Hey, there's still time to get your car ready because frequently asked questions. Where am I going to put my boots on in your car? You know, where, where am I going to eat lunch in your car? So um, there'll probably be more of that going on, which as a kid, that's where I did those things because it was the quickest way (laughs) to get those out of the way and get back on the Hill.
0: Well, it's funny because it's, it's not so much with our family, but it feels like, and I'm sure you see this, that there are a lot of families who have like, one person or two people who just aren't skiers but are happy to sit in the lodge and read a book and drink a beer or watch a game on TV. And, and they'll, they'll, you know, they'll drive and they'll do what they'll and they'll come along, but they're not going to be there for the the ski stuff. And, you know, that's, that's going to be a a big change I'm guessing for family, uh, family outings.
4: Yeah. Again, our, you know, our hope is is that we come back from no inside dining to you know, even if it's 25% capacity or 50% capacity, some type of, um, the ability that those people could still find some space to be inside and, and, and do so safely.
0: Have you seen from other parts of the country, how, how, um, skiing has gone, has kind of weathered this, uh, kind of COVID storm, like places that have, have longer ski seasons than we have here in Michigan. Are there things okay? There, are they busy or Are they less busy?
4: um well so obviously you know the the shutdown in march was virtually across the nation i mean it was virtually across the world for for the ski industry um in the northern hemisphere i mean european resorts shut down um chinese and japanese resorts shut down so um starting back up here in the states you have uh places like um, mount hood out in oregon that runs uh, ski camps all summer and um, there were some areas, uh, an area in California that did actually open back up in in May and provided some, you know, late season skiing. Um, that early on, still not knowing enough about the what was going on with COVID and the pandemic, um, there were no inside facilities available. There were no rentals available. Um, it was just being able to get up the hill. On some sort of a lift and being able to come down um, as areas have opened up this early winter um Colorado has several resorts open already Minnesota has opened some resorts Wisconsin actually opened a resort a few weeks ago um, it has been it has been crowded and a lot of that is the um, you know no ski area well, I, I Crystal Mountain in Washington did this year. I was going to say no ski area opens up at a hundred percent. You know, you're going to have reduced runs, reduced number of lifts, and that just by that model is going to have it's going to be crowded, you know, more crowded. Um, so there, there, the demand is definitely there, though that has proven out already. So
0: you you, you mentioned something I hadn't thought about, and that's the rental aspect. Um, um, that rental area is always so on busy weekends are so congested and and, and busy as people are coming in and getting their stuff or is that going to be covered under the no indoor gathering kind of situation or are people going to be able to rent
4: skis yeah so uh rental falls under retail protocol so just like you've seen you know at your home depot or your local grocery store um it is you know, masks are going to be required. Um, distancing is required. Um, you know, one-way aisles, um, things like that. But rental falls under the same guidelines as retail establishments. So um, we can be open. Um, we just have to, you know, follow some safety rules. At Shannon at Creek, we're in Shush Mountain, we're super lucky in that we have been able to put together um, online rental reservations where you give us your height, your weight, your shoe size, you know all the pertinent information. Um, we will preset the rental equipment for you. Um, we'll pick rental equipment for you, the correct size based on those parameters. We'll set it for your ability and, and weight and set the bindings for the size boots that, that you've requested. And then you have an option of having it delivered to your room in the Lakeview Hotel, the original Shannon Creek Main Lodge, or the Cedar River Main Lodge. So when you check into your room, your equipment will be sitting there in the room for you. Or we have a lot of people that stay in condos or you know Airbnb units, other rental units throughout the uh, resort. And you'll have the ability to pick those up either at Shush Village or Cedar River Village or Summit Village. So, um, it should take a lot of that crowd out of a Saturday morning rental shop situation.
0: That's cool. I have been so struck. So, there are so many examples of industries and businesses that have, have adapted so well. And I don't want to say not that anyone wanted to do this, but <laughs> rather than sitting back and saying, oh, well, this sucks. I guess we're not going to be able to figure mm-hmm. this out. If people are figuring it out, I mean, that's, you know, delivering skis to people's rooms. That's, that's, that sounds
1: amazing. I hope that never stops. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds wonderful.
2: I think that sounds awesome. And I'd be really optimistic, too, just because, like, golf was so popular this summer, just because it's like one of the few things you could do. Skiing is going
4: to be one of those things this winter where it's like,
2: oh, well, we're skiing. And they make it, they make it easy
4: to do. Nothing
1: else to do. Yeah.
4: Yeah. The other thing that's been interesting is, you know, golf, um, People do have generally have more flexible schedules. Kids are off school. Um, you know, people that work in uh, education have summers off. Um, you know, it's it's more of a seven day a week um, business in the summer. Ski is very weekend driven, and we've seen already with lodging reservations and we we sell a midweek pass that's only good Monday through Friday. In midweek pass sales, where. You know, work from home doesn't mean your house that you necessarily live in. It could be a place up north. It's just not in the office. And and (laughs) virtual school doesn't mean you have to be in the same city limits as where your brick and mortar building is. It just means you have to be able to get online and do your schoolwork. So we think midweek is going to pick up, which should then lessen the crowd some on, on weekends too. So. Um, like you said, I mean, it's it's really interesting the stuff that that is happening because of COVID that makes us go, God, I wish we would have thought of this before because this works great. Right. Yeah. So, how long have you been at Shining Creek? I uh, just started my 25th year.
1: Awesome! Wow.
0: So this may yeah this is a dumb question, but is and because this the season is so dependent on on weather, it's uh, out of your control. But as far as the the years of getting ready for something or a challenge you faced in this job, how does this rank? Is This the biggest challenge you guys have faced
4: or? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, you know, I mean, I can't speak for everyone. Um, You know, the guys that are outside, you know, making snow, you know, have had issues over the years with, uh, with the amount of water that we could get or the, Um, pipes underground and you know they may have had more difficult years um, maybe not but for me personally this is by far the most difficult I've opened the resort up for 24 seasons this is by far the most difficult opening I've ever been involved in and it's because of change there's so many changes
3: Mm -hmm.
4: so what's your favorite part of ski season Uh, probably once we're open and I, I, I've, I've gone to, um, career day at middle schools and, you know, kids just, they can't believe that this is a job and, and they go, do you get to, you know, do you get to ski? And I go, I have to ski. And they go, you have to ski. And I go, it's part of my job. And, you know, um, you will, you'll understand because you've, you've been at the, the back, I'd say on the red lift at Shush. Um, if somebody were to ask me, hey, what's it like back on the red? And my answer was, well, I haven't been back there in a couple of weeks, but I, I think it's pretty good. I, I have no credibility. Mm-hmm. So I need to get out virtually every day and ski. And I do. And I don't ski nine to five, but I get out for an hour, probably five to six days a week. Um, and that way, I, you know, it's part of my job. That way I can speak more intelligently to guests when they're asking what the situation is out there. So, Um, It's pretty cool. (laughs) So my favorite time is once we're open and I can do that.
0: (laughs) Well, the red lift is my favorite, my favorite lift. That's the best. for my, my opinion, that's that's my favorite place to hang out. And I should tell you, speaking from, on the credibility issue, I was just telling uh, Nikki and Carly (laughs) a little bit ago that I'm getting a new ski coat for Christmas and I'm not, I have, my family and I, we've been skiing for five, I think it'll be our fifth year. We all just kind of jumped into it five years ago. None of us, my wife had skied when she was a kid, but my boys and I had never done it. They were little and we just all figured out how to do it. And I didn't realize at the time that the ski patrol guys wear red coats. And so I bought a <laughs> red coat. And so people are constantly asking me questions. And while you have credibility, I have none. And, <laughs> and so I was like, I need to get a different color coat because people have to stop asking me questions because <laughs> I feel stupid because I <laughs> just watch me, watch me and I will fall in a few minutes. You don't want to ask me questions.
4: But, yeah, but having five years, five seasons of experience, you, you, you know, you have answers for some of the people that have never, ever been here. So you got some. Yeah, I got, I got, <laughs> I got go, that Matt. going for me. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well,
4: I appreciate
0: you taking the time. I apologize for the, the technical issues to getting this, this thing up and running, but we, we made it work. Um,
1: maybe.
2: Maybe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Look at Joe, Fingers
1: crossed. So.
0: Well, Steve, thanks so much for taking some time today to walk us through everything. I wish you the best on the season, and I'll try to track you down when I'm up there.
4: Yeah, please do. That's pretty much – maybe that should have been my answer for my favorite thing, but I I tell folks all the time, you know, if I'm out at a ski show or or working a Warren Miller movie or, you know, in a shop promoting Shanty Creek and Shush Mountain, I I always tell people, if you ever get up, you know, make sure you – get on the phone and ask to try to find Steve. And, and the, my favorite thing to do by far is to have to leave my desk and go out and ski with somebody <laughs> because they <laughs> have somebody to come out and ski with them. So all of you need to do that when you, when you get up here, especially you, Matt. So. That's right. Well, you know, my
0: buddy, my buddy, Wes, who will listen to this because he's come with us a bunch of times is a huge ski guy. And he actually was a big part of teaching me how to ski is a huge Warren uh, Miller fan. And I didn't know this was a thing this, this whole movie, this movie that comes out every year. And you guys are looking at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. Either. I didn't know what this was, but do you guys have a big event to show the, the movie at at the resort or do you go someplace to do
4: that? Well, so we, um, in a non COVID year, um, we send representatives to every Warren Miller movie that's shown in the lower peninsula and a little bit of Northern Indiana. So we have somebody at the Kalamazoo shows and the Granville grand Rapids shows and, um, the Lansing it 's been out at East Lansing High School in Lansing recently um, or i 'm sorry it 's been at Okamas was out at Okamas the last few years, but um we started having one in Ivan's, which is kind of the 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 party spot um you would know Matt But mm-hmm. uh we started having one there two seasons ago, and it was hugely successful because it was at a ski area, huge screen to show the movie on great atmosphere that you 're looking out the windows. We did it Saturday of Thanksgiving weekend. So you're looking out the windows and there's snow guns going and groomers going by and it's a pretty cool event, but, um, but we support all of them. and, and, it's a good way for us to get out and and meet skiers and talk about the product we have here at & Shush. So, well, Wes talked none me, this year.
0: Wes talked me into getting. Actually, I volunteered too, but he talked me into getting a, a projector, and we showed it on this on a screen in our backyard uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, with a with a Very bonfire. Nice. So we had a a, wow. viewing, a viewing of four of us stood around for Fancy. a while and, yeah. and watched it. So it was good.
4: Yeah, yeah. It's a, but it's not the same part of the Warren Miller experience. Is no. that booming base, you know, that they have where they have the movie and, and when a guy hucks off a cliff, the entire audience screaming and shouting and um, it is quite the, ex- it's more than a movie. It's certainly an experience. So sure. we definitely lost that this year, but we'll um, be back next year. Next year. Good deal. We'll have a great season
0: and, uh, thanks the you guys. Holidays and and uh we'll talk to you soon.
4: Yeah, thanks so much. Take care.
0: You bet. Bye. Steve Kirshner. And we'll be right back uh, talking to more skiing with Odie McKinley.
1: Just
0: to That was a fun conversation with Steve, a little ski talk. It was. Yeah, I can't wait to go get up there. Yeah. Same. So, Odie McKinley is with us. He is going to continue our little ski talk here. Odie is uh, the media and communications manager for the Michigan uh, Economic Development Corporation. And that's a pretty cool title. But he's also, he's really here because he is the star of the state's uh, ski promotion video campaign. And I thought if if we're going to talk about skiing, you can't do it without a conversation with Odie. Yeah. I mean, just because really your, your name screams <laughs> skier, so if nothing else, yeah, yeah. that
3: that's right. And I, uh, I, I, I would, I think, star is probably a little bit of an overreach, but uh, well, you're the, the, the only person in to, it. Uh, <laughs> 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 well, <laughs> I don't know. There was a lot of short straws, apparently.
0: Yeah, so you because you narrate it and you act, you star. You're the wow. whole, you're like the whole thing,
1: the whole production. Yeah.
3: You know, um, it takes a very talented video editing crew to uh, make this guy look like he knows what he's doing or knows what he's talking about. That's for sure.
0: Well, give us a little backstory here. So if people don't know, for the last couple of years, uh, the state's been running some uh, promotional videos uh, promoting ski industry in Michigan. Probably no more important going into this, this season. Mm-hmm. Um, Odie, like we said, is the, the star, the narrator of these little things. Give us a little bit. How did this come about?
3: Well, I think it's first, first important to talk about, um, my current situation. Um, while we don't have video on this, uh, this podcast, which I'm a little thankful for, but if we did, you would notice that I'm sitting in my living room with my ski helmet and goggles on wearing my ski boots as inspiration for this conversation, man. Can
0: you take a selfie and send that to us, please? that that.
3: All right. Fair enough. Uh, so yeah, the, the background, um, You know, a couple summers ago, the team did a really, really interesting uh, campaign promoting um, golf courses across the state. And it was called the uh, Pure Michigan 18. And the team went around to 18 golf courses, again, across the state and chatted with the PGA Pro and walked through their signature golf golf holes. And so as we were rolling into the winter of 2019, um, we said, you know what, what a, what a great opportunity to highlight ski resorts across the state. And so we started our work and put together a list of resorts and uh, just through communication said, hey, yeah, what, what, what's your signature run? What, what do, what's a run that drives people to this resort? or this ski area. And so that kind of was the precipice of what led to the ski or uh, ski tour Michigan.
0: So how many videos have you done?
3: Uh, so including the introduction teaser video, there are 13 up there. So we did the teaser video and 12 different ski areas.
1: Wow. How long did yeah, it take you it to was, ski uh, all those and get all the footage and everything?
3: Well, we were kind of um, embarking on uncharted territory. So the first, the first video shoot took about three and a half hours, but then uh, we buttoned up our system and we were able to do a shoot in about 30 minutes from parking lot to parking lot. So it was, uh, yeah, yeah. Again, the video team and the editing team are, are the magicians behind the success of these videos. But uh, you know, being a born and raised Michigan skier um, it was an incredible opportunity to get to, to get to some of these ski areas that I'd never either been to or quite honestly, some I had never heard of. Um, and so our goal again is to just get awareness out there. Skiing is a, is a great safe outdoor activity. And as Matt, you said this year, more so than ever, uh, people are going to be looking to, to find out what they can do outside, do it safely. And hopefully this gives people some, some encouragement.
0: Now, didn't you do this backwards? Aren't you supposed to try to, as the, as the person who's starring in the movies and getting to do the skiing, aren't you supposed <laughs> to figure out how to make it take longer? And not, you know, guys, this really needs to take six hours today. We're going to take six hours. Today.
3: <laughs> While I would have very much enjoyed that. Um, our goal was to ensure efficiency.
0: <laughs> it's state government. Come on. Oh, come on. That's not fair. <laughs>
3: we're, we're busting it, trying to promote uh, all the great places the state has to offer.
0: So what was your favorite, is there a place that you came around, came away with and thought that is a, that is a surprise place. I never thought I like as much as I did.
3: You know, I've gotten that question a lot, Matt, and, and it's a really tough, tough question to answer because every place you went to had its own unique, neat feature. And, uh, you know, uh, Crystal Mountain, uh, an incredible place, beautiful village, just a, a community in of itself. Um, but like Alpine Valley. Um, I wasn't expecting tree lined runs. It's a gorgeous, small Southeastern Michigan ski resort, you know, 40 minutes outside of Detroit and it just has got this neat little personality. Um, you know, then you go to the, the bigger well-knowns, the nubs, the highlands, the mountain, um, those are all great destinations as well. And you can ski all day and not ski the same run more than once um and then certainly a, a whole different world as you get up into the UP you know we skied uh this year we aired um Marquette Mountain which is you know just off the campus of Northern Michigan um again a great great hill um we did get up to Mount Bohemia uh the weather didn't necessarily work out for us so that one didn't uh make the the cut last winter but uh hopefully we can follow the weather the weather patterns and try to get some good fresh snow up there.
0: So you got, do you have more on the list you're going to be making?
3: Um, we do. So we actually started filming for this winter season last year while we had snow on the ground. So we were able to wrap up three or four areas. Um, and then depending on what, uh, the early ski season looks like this year, we'll continue to get some more so we can roll through another, um, uh, ski pure Michigan winter.
0: So where can our listeners yeah. find these videos right now if they want to watch you go, go do these?
3: I would say the easiest way to do that is to go to YouTube and just search Ski Pure Michigan. We've got them all up there, and uh, hopefully it uh, stirs a little passion and excitement for uh, people getting ready for the ski season. There you go. There you go.
0: So we were just talking to Steve. Yeah. Are you are you a big Warren Miller movie fan?
3: Um, I am an incredible fan, and we every year since last year – do the big Warren Miller film debut down at the Royal Oak Music Theater. So okay. yes, I am very much so. Yeah, our good buddy. I was talking to Steve about this,
0: but our our mutual friend Wes. You know Wes. He's our, Wes
3: Allhouse. Yes.
0: My my golf partner by summer, my ski partner by winter. Uh, he took me down to Kalamazoo yeah. a few years back. We did we did a little video viewing in our backyard a couple of weeks ago. So.
3: Oh how fun! I obviously you don't have my correct email address because I never got
0: <laughs> that anything. Right <laughs> you know, some, trying to keep socially distance. You know how that works.
3: Okay. Well, how big is your yard?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, Actually, I, I, maybe I, so, the better
3: question is how many people did you invite?
0: <laughs> well, no, that's the problem. See Wes, it was a, we. It was just us. It was just, <laughs> it was just the two of us for the most part. <laughs> it was cold. It's like the first cold night, and it was like no one wanted to be outside with us. So
3: uh they don't have the passion yeah
0: anyway well i appreciate you taking some time and talking a little bit about this and we're going to wrap up our, our cold oatmeal podcast ski ski extravaganza episode here but odie mckinley from uh the medc and the pure michigan ski videos thanks so much
3: oh thanks so much matt and i appreciate uh the cold oatmeal team i hope you guys have a fantastic winter and get out there and make some turns
0: sounds good thank you thank you man <laughs> bye right. see you folks was fun ski scrap ah, I'm so excited I can't talk. A ski <laughs> and extravaganza. I'm back. Yeah, we I feel need
1: like a that. nap. Extravaganza. Yeah. Anyway. I need a nap too. Yeah. That was
0: fun. Uh, Steve so Kirshner fun. from Shane Creek, Odie McKinley from MEDC on uh, the Pure Michigan Ski videos. Uh, mm-hmm. This has been a, a nice, cool, chilly ski-worthy episode. Yeah, I wish I,
1: I wish I skied. Makes me well, want to go skiing now.
0: Get on it, Joe. Once you figure out the podcast, stuff and you can get started skiing. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know, skiing sounds like it'll be better than ever this year, honestly. Uh, so many automated I mean, things I, and you don't have to wait in huge lines. It's it, I'm just like This is the year to do it. I'm bad and I know Yeah, I
2: feel like I, I would like it. I would definitely like it. I just yeah. would not be good at it. I can't stand on have me at do it after this. I, I can't stand <laughs> on like one foot like in balance. Can I'm you ice rolling. skate? um yeah but
1: rollerblade i don't know why i feel like they're similar but i don't know it's a similar balance I don't know. issue i think my problem with skiing is that i still pizza and i need to learn how to go French back fry. and forth oh well
2: i mean i cross-country ski and i will fall so if you put a hill in there like i just think it's just not gonna be a thing that goes. You'll well. figure. it doesn't hurt that bad i mean i don't Yeah, mind, you're, but you're all just, padded i'm just telling you <laughs> so <laughs> it's fine i don't know we'll see maybe maybe no. i'll do it next time
0: Okay, we'll talk to you next time. It's been the Cold Oatmeal Podcast.